Yes, I'm the confirmed winner of that battle. Thank you very much. I won. You did, and you know what? Zoolander, still one of my favorite dumb movies of all time. Um, you know, I still remember the first time we watched it. I was like, wow, this is kind of dumb, but it was cute. Then we wound up watching a second time. I'm like, wow, it's even funnier. And then the third time and then the fourth time. Really, by the 10th, 15th time, it was just like, this is just a classic. And Dude, I felt like David Duchovny, I want to I wanna put my hand in a, a barrack chamber. <laughs> when they uh, when they douse themselves with gasoline at the gas station and are just dancing through it like it's water, you're just like, bug. Yep. you're just shaking your head like, oh, my God, these guys are so stupid. And I love the fact that Alexander Skarsgård is one of the guys. You know, before, oh, yeah. he really, before he really blew up and became, you know, Alexander Skarsgård. I thought that was awesome because that was before True Blood. Yeah. You know, um, in fact, it was I, I was watching True Blood and I went back and watched Zoolander again because I was like, yeah, gasoline fight, baby. That's you right. Know I you. Thank you for joining us, by the way. Uh, good to see you here after this morning on my my thing. Um so, yeah, I thought that was, yeah, well, you know, Seriously. I won the fight. What can I say? You, you did, and they you, you, nobody died in that one, so I didn't have to worry about doing a you googly. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Dennis and Andy Show. We're drinking a beer. It's a, it's a Dennis uh, New Glarus Brewing Oktoberfest. We jumped ahead a few months. Um you know, who wants to deal with a really burning hot summer? I'll just have a nice cool beer. So, yep. yep. So, cheers, everybody. Hopefully, some of you are off of work and can join us in the Friday afternoon happy hour sip. That's right. God damn, you're just All drinking good. it out of this. You're drinking it out of that shitty glass, I see. No, no, I'm drinking out of the Packers one, which makes it fantastic. The shitty glass. I just literally said that. You don't have to repeat what I say. Wow. This is going to be a bad NFL season. So, Andy, what, what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about Superman and Lois. We're two weeks behind on that because last Friday we didn't do a show because we were heading into Memorial Day and I was not. I was out of town. Um, we are going to talk about um, – oh, look at that. This guy knows the beer. New Glarus is great stuff. I live in Iowa and drive to Wisconsin to get some. That is right. We're going to be up there in a, in a few weeks. 
Um, yeah. We're, we're going to be heading to New Glarus. So I'll be bringing some spotted cow and we'll see what if they've got any good box. But yeah, this is the Oktoberfest special. So yeah, it is worth the drive. Um, everybody knows I like the dark stuff, but you know what? Everybody I know loves the New Glarus beer. beer. Go Swiss. Yeah. I hear that the pickings are so slim in Iowa for other things that men drive to Wisconsin to, to uh, get stuff as well. Whoa, whoa, that's the birthplace of James T. Kirk. Now you take that back. I'm just saying, hey, you know, Midwestern women. Anyhow, uh, we're going to be talking about Superman, Lois. Um, Jupiter's legacy getting shit canned after one season. Oh. We'll just save it. And... Uh, it's been making its way around, and I know people want to know what we think about it. So we will also be talking about Sandman casting and uh, Neil Gaiman making some dumb backtracking-ass comments. Uh, Hyper Jew, I don't know what you're talking about. I rarely know what I'm talking about. My wife isn't from the Midwest, so maybe you're onto something. Oh, oh my. Well, just, just so you know, I am from Wisconsin, and I married... Yes, not only a girl from Wisconsin, but she was a farmer. I married a Midwest farmer's daughter's girl. But so you yes, understand. Beach Boys were talking about me. You understand there's always the needle in the haystack. Always. That's right. And she so, found me. That is right. She found okay. the needle in this haystack. She Got married it. up. I get what you're saying. Okay. Well. She can't hear you, and she definitely can't hear me. So, <laughs> no problem. So, let's dive right in with Superman and Lois. Uh, we're two weeks behind. So, episode seven was this week. Episode six, we need to talk about. Um, six, I believe, if memory serves, that was one I told you you got to watch because we find out the real name of. Uh, the bald, uh, big black guy from the you mean other Captain movie. Luther. Yes, who is John Henry Irons? Who That's is right. who? Who is he in the universe, though? Oh yeah, you mean uh, Shaquille O'Neal? Steel baby. That's it. <laughs> soon and as I, I didn't mean Shazam. <laughs> I know. As soon as I saw that hammer in that episode, I gotta say, I was like, oh yes. Yes, that was so, you know, awesome. I I had a couple of ideas who he was going to be, and uh, you know, yeah. I was wondering. And then when he was sitting there, and he and his daughter were, they got the welding helmets on, they're putting yeah. it together, and I'm like, oh. And then I saw the glove, and I went, hmm, could this be? And it was. And I was cool. I'm glad he was not part of the Lutheran lineup. It was great to see Steel kind of make its way to the small screen in a cool way. But here's my question though. So are they saying, because either I missed it or it's just unclear, are they saying that on the world he came from, he was John Henry Irons as well? Yes. So what's the deal with this whole Captain Luther garbage? We, we don't know. So oh. that is that just the name that he gave? Because Captain Luther had something to do with that artificial intelligence that's there. Um, because that was one of, now that artificial intelligence might've had some bearing to Captain Luther in the other world, because that was one of the profiles in there. And that's what he was allowed to do because 
He went in under that profile. So they don't quite explain it yet. They drop some hints, but it sounds like that's why at the end he goes, you know, delete the profile and we're just going to make it his name. Right, right. I mean, I thought, you know, I thought that was very cool in episode six. I loved how, you know, his boys had to come save him. I thought that was really cool, you know, because yeah. they doubt Superman, you know, they, they trick Superman into, you know, John Henry Irons and stuff, tricked him into coming and doused him with the red, red lights of the sun, which makes him basically human. So he could kick his ass all around. Um, but then, you know, uh, Jordan could tell he was in trouble because of his super hearing. I like how they tied that in. And uh, it, it was that it was basically that mom, this, this is the analogy I'm going with. It was basically the analogy of the mom lifting the car up off her, to get her son out because of all the adrenaline. So it's kind of like that was that push that Jordan needed to really help him just focus the hearing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought yeah. that was really cool. Well, and I love the fact. So we've talked about it in the previous ones about it's CW. They've got a lot of the teenage angst stuff. And sometimes it went overboard, but it wasn't as bad. They've dialed some of that back and we're getting right. more into the superhero stuff. So I'm, I'm giving kudos to the CW for actually digging into the story here. Um the 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 teenage stuff that they are doing with it's he's you know has to go up to the fortress of solitude which is always good to see um you know they found out the information they needed to find out but i did love the fact that he likes this girl and his focus came into play by him focusing on her and i was like oh now that is right. kind of cool and then he hears the brother he and the brother get into it the family dynamics, you know, Lois and son now get into an argument. Get out of my face. I can't even look at you anymore. Dude, when Lois threw down like that, you saw Clark standing back there like, oh, shit. Mama Bear's mad. I'm Superman, but I don't even want to get in front of her right now. This I, I was waiting for Clark shit. to do this. I have to be Superman to save my son from the wrath of Lois. No doubt, dude. She was all fiery and stuff. And then, you know, you find out why. You know, the whole miscarriage thing. After, yeah, again, that after, was a, a subtle surprise, but I thought it was woven in very well. Well, and it was it, originally when it was brought up, you didn't know where it happened. Like, you didn't know if it was a miscarriage. And then they tried again and had twins. But it was when the twins were like, what'd she say, 18 months old or something, I think. She threw down how old they were yes. when she had the miscarriage. Yeah, they were 18. So so that was I thought that was pretty cool. Um, interjecting about the, you know, saying that, you know, you guys would have had a daughter or a sister, you know. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, I kind of liked. And we're just encapsulating both episodes together here, um, uh, jumping around. I, I liked how uh, um, John Henry Irons, of course, Lois talked him down from stabbing, you know, Superman with the kryptonite spear. That close. That close that from close. being Superman. It, you know what would have been cool? This And this would have been a total swipe from Endgame, but how Thanos and Endgame 
had Stormbreaker pushing into Thor's chest, you know, yeah. cracking the costume some. And then right before he was about to go and just totally jam it in, Cap got the real hammer. So it would have been kind of cool if instead of it being this close, if it was actually poking into the costume. Yeah. Just a little bit, maybe even drawing just a little blood, you know? Yep. That could have been cool. So, and and I did like how they advanced. And you're right, we're just going to treat these two because some of the ones were independent and standalone stories. These two episodes, actually, it was almost like it was one big woven story. Right. So um, I love the fact that, you know, we find out not only, you know, who Jeremy Iron is, you know, that, you know, we got steel. We find out the history. We're finding out about the fact that uh, Morganson Edge actually is doing, putting this army together and where they're filling in some of the pieces about why Superman destroyed the other earth with all these other Kryptonians and how it's coming into play, which is tying in with the Krypton, Kryptonite X. We now see another member of, of uh, the military, which was a trusted member. He had powers and that was really cool. And he took out the great big, huge guy and you didn't see him killed, but you know, they, they go, yeah, he's dead now. He was the torturing guy. So they, they are dude, doing a good job of filling in the pieces now. That dude that he took out was, was like basketball NBA player tall. That dude was freaking tall, man. Just standing yes. next to Clark Superman, who I'm assuming that actor's when he's, I mean, he probably has lifts in the shoes. But I'm assuming he's probably at least six feet, right? And that dude looked like he was pushing easy six eight, six nine. I was gonna say I would, I could see him standing up next to Dolph in boxing shorts and looking down at Dolph and going, "I must break you." Yeah, dude. Seriously, <laughs> um, that was it. Was really cool. Um, you know, the episode. I thought the episode kind of. Episode seven this week's ended. If I remember correctly, you just watched it today. I watched it a few days ago. If I remember correctly, you know, it ended with John Henry Irons driving off in his RV and stuff. But it didn't really allude to next week in any way, did it? Or am I forgetting? No, so the, the interesting thing was um, that Superman... Clark is realizing that maybe what he's saying is true, that on this other earth, they, they, they brought out the fact that they are somehow potentially porting the souls and minds of other Kryptonians, and this uh, Kryptonite X is actually inserting them into human bodies, which is what's giving them the same powers. So, you know... Superman's realizing that he's not crazy. He might be going about it wrong, but they're now putting forward their trust with each other. Same thing with Lois. Superman's like, tell you what, I kind of believe you. I like where, where this potentially goes because if this is, if you're right, and Edge is putting together this super Kryptonian army, we need to work together, and I am letting you go just like you let me live because we're trusting each other that we're going to defeat it here, unlike on your world where he was married to Lois 
and Superman, which was a cool scene. Lois is reporting on his world that the Supermans, all the Kryptonians are destroying the world and you can see them laying waste to it. And then he floats up right behind Lois, eye beams out and utterly disintegrates her. It was cool. No, I, I, I totally agree. But my point is, was there anything at the end of the episode? Usually no. at the end of an episode, something leads into next week. And I can't think of anything that led no, into No, no, they will probably advance some of the story. But unlike well, yeah, uh, no, episode six and seven were basically like one big episode. Right. Um, and, and you knew that at the end of a six. Seven's not that way. So, yeah. And, so, I and I'll be honest. And you watch it on the CW app, so you don't even get a preview for next week. Correct. I got a preview, but it was it was just kind of generic, if I remember correctly. It wasn't – yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely the best show the CW has. I think it's even overtaken Flash. I think Flash is getting a little – I hate to say it, but uh, I think Flash is getting a little long in the tooth. Um, yeah. You know, I know it's coming back for season eight. I, I gave up on The Flash, so everybody knows. I didn't even start watching it this year. And I was like, eh, with all the other stuff that's out there right now, the movies, all the things that are out there, do I want to really push myself on The Flash? Every season it's been yes. This season I went, no, I think I'm done. I With the Arrowverse kind of imploding, I, I've enjoyed Flash. I, I'm glad I watched all the seasons, but I think I'm done. But they already said next season for Flash, season eight. Now, once again, they haven't said it's the final season because they could do that halfway through. But they did say um, – <laughs> they did say <laughs> – dude, I'll, I'll tell you that after I lose finish this thought um, – Flash, I believe, next season it comes back in November, and it's actually starting off with a the big crossover. Oh, I may go back and watch the crossover because I've enjoyed every crossover that they've done. Um, but honestly, I will it bring me back into Flash for another season? I don't know. It'd have to be something really special for me to do that. So I can't say yes or no. Um, to answer Hyper Kaiju, um, I watched the beginning of Ruby's run on it, and I, yeah, let's just say no. I would, I would rather go out and watch my grass grow. I was so thoroughly uninterested. Um, and then I watched, you know, the the new actresses, and I'm like, ah, will the actress do it if it's the same writing? No. I mean, it's so bad that I, I would rather watch the Cowboys play. I, oh, you mother. I, cannot, <laughs> I honestly can't believe you said that. Um, so my thought is that, uh, see, you talk that smack, you go on a timeout, Dennis. Um, see, this is what happens when you have too much power. I think I would rather be waterboarded. I agree. So my take on it, I think I watched – I think when the season, the first season was condensed, so I think it was 13, not 22 episodes. I didn't make it through. I made it through more than half. I couldn't stand Ruby Rose. And now I've seen her in other things that I yes. like her in. So I'm not saying I don't like her as an actress. I don't like her as Batwoman. 
I don't know if it's because of the directing, because once again, I, I've had some experience with acting and stuff. And a lot of times you'll see an actor that you really like in a role and go, that was awful. And it's because the director's like, ooh, play it this way, you know? So I don't know if that was the case with Ruby Rose and Batwoman, but I thought it was bad. Um, yeah. And and I'll be honest, you know, the whole lesbian thing, I, I'm just tired of it because it just seems so pandering now and forced in. It doesn't seem natural because if it was natural to me, it wouldn't even be brought up, you know, right. because here's the thing. When I meet people and, you know, I have gay friends and when I meet them, I, it's not like when I first met them, they were like, oh, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm gay. You know what I mean? They don't. It, it's not something you announce, you know, it's just at some point or another, you know, it, it came out with my friends, no pun intended, but it's just not like, boom, here it is. Right. You know? And I just, well, think it's, it's, it's just to so, cause we, we don't now she was great in John wick. I oh, loved yeah. her character in, in John wick. Um, and just to give you an idea, Annie and I were before the show, we in, were talking a little bit about Lord of the Rings. Well, wait real quick. She was in the Meg, wasn't she? I want to say Ruby Rose was in Meg. The Meg. I remember watch going to the movie uh, and watching it, but I actually, I don't remember her in it. She could be. I, I'm drawing a blank on her on that one. So, dude, well, I don't know. I know where you're going, but let me finish my take on Batwoman before we switch gears to what you're talking. So then, you know, she leaves the show. They hire this other actress, this black actress, who I thought was just gorgeous. I think she's gorgeous. Like, my thing with Ruby Rose is I think she can play the tough character. Like I can never see Ruby Rose in a romantic comedy, right? I, I just can't see it. But because she plays a badass, you know. Yeah. But this other actress they brought in, the black woman, she was hot. I was like, all right, this chick's going to fill this costume out nice. I just thought the story was just stupid. I thought it was so stupid and contrived of how she got the suit and then boom she puts it on one that it fits two that oh look she knows how to kick ass it was just it was garbage so no i uh, yeah. i did not uh it's almost like gay and lesbian people are just like everyone else and not just defined by their sexual preferences what a concept and yeah. exactly so just fyi uh ruby rose was in the meg I, of course, I looked it up, and uh, I re I remember Jason and Rain Wilson and stuff, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Masi Oka, because um, you know I loved him from Heroes, and yeah, she was. I totally don't remember her character in there. I I, I like her. Um, she, was she had some lighter moments in it. She right. still played a tough girl, because that is what she's going to be cast as. Correct. But and, then, and that's what she has been cast as, and rightfully so. She's got that persona. But she, um, she's, she's got a good sense, at least in, in the Meg. Because John Wick, she didn't really talk much. Um, in the Meg, though, she dropped a couple one-liners and things like that. That, you know, who knows how many takes they did. But they came across natural and, and, and funny. You know, that tough person, yeah. that tough persona. So 
I like her. I just thought it was shitty Batwoman, and the writing of Batwoman was just shitty. Right, and she wasn't used to. They said it's because she wasn't used to shooting, you know, right. a TV series versus a movie, and she didn't want to do it. Whatever. So to me, that sounds like a lot of infighting and stuff like that. But you don't hire somebody because of their sexual orientation. You hire somebody if they're going to be good for that character or not. Ian McKellen was the prime example because. Obviously, you guys have been hearing about potentially the big fights that are going on and all the name slinging from um, the the One Ring, saying that fans are toxic and using him as it because he's gay, and that somebody said he was a terrible Gandalf because of it. God, and actually, so which is really weird because I don't know anybody. Regardless of his sexual orientation, Ian McKellen was not only a fabulous Magneto, he was absolutely, I couldn't pick anybody to be a better Gandalf. Gandalf yep. the Grey, Gandalf the White, it doesn't matter. That whole thing is contrived nonsense of calling people's names that disagree with a particular uh, opinion point. Don't know how we're kind of getting way off topic on this, but anyway... I didn't enjoy that first season, and I quit, not because she's a bad actress, not because of anything else. It was crap story. These writers got together in a room and said, here, we know nothing about the universe. We know nothing about actually writing stories. We probably all just got out of college, and we're the ones that are going to put this together. And it was just dribble that they were putting out, uninteresting, pandering dribble Done, on to the next. Same thing happened with Supergirl for me. First season, I enjoyed. It's you know, Callista Flockhart, I loved Callista Flockhart. Um, during shooting Lisa, I really thought I should have been Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He also, I mean, he obviously got to play a fantastic role in it, but that is kind of funny. That's that funny. is kind of funny. Well, that's kind of like um, now Christopher Lee, I, I have no idea if behind the scenes he auditioned for Gandalf and they said, nope, but how about this? But, you know, Sebastian Stan auditioned for Captain America and they said, no, but how about this? And Loki, Tom Hiddleston auditioned for Thor and they said, no, but how about this? Yeah. And it's, just, it's picking the right people for the right parts. Well, you know, it's funny because little known fact, I don't like to brag, but I was up for the lead role in Baywatch. And then this little known actor named The Rock got it. And I was like, you know what? I got comics to draw. You can have it. And, it, you know, it saved me a lot of time having to go to the gym. because Baywatch? Oh, I thought you were talking the real Baywatch. Because everybody knows the Hoff is really Baywatch. Please. Come on. Seriously, now. David Hasselhoff. That, see, he knows. That was big of me. I know. Yeah. Well, you know who was miscast? You know, Ooh. if you watch Zoolander... This Andy Smith guy tried taking over the role from Owen Wilson, and he just didn't pull it off.
I said yeah. off. totally miscast. They they made you in it just because you're the one that didn't pay pal. You're the one that didn't pull it off. Mine were off. So just so you guys know, I made I made the uh, uh, the thing, and uh, you know who I did. I of course fill out Ben Stiller's face very well. You of course are just a hairless version of Owen Wilson. So it just made perfect sense. It did. It did. In real life, I could do that. I could go monk. What? That's what they know? called it. He's oh. going monk. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. I can um, see that. We it's like we're gonna have to have a Zoolander viewing party. I know. But anyway, but we're getting back to Super Supergirl. Supergirl, you're right. I gave up after season great. two because season one was so well done. Calista Flockhart. Her character, I love the way what Kat did. I liked how they put it together. And then they were like, here, new writing staff, we're going to completely change directions, and we're going to go off on there, and we're going to focus 75% of the storylines along these things. And I'm like, but that's not what I tune in to watch. I can literally watch anything else on TV. Oh, they I so want to see superhero stuff. That show went so woke when Linda uh, – Linda Carter. Wait, is that right? Wonder Woman, the original Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder what about it? She comes in as the president and they put out this whole, you know, aliens are welcome. We won't we won't ever turn away aliens, which was just such a shot at, at Trump and the border. And then of course they do a whole episode. They did a whole fucking episode of Supergirl about not using uh, uh, guns, basically. Yeah. And in whatever, whatever, I don't remember the name of uh, the the defense force that, you know, the Martian Manhunter dude worked for, worked with, whatever yeah. they called it. But they took away all their guns. Yeah. Because we don't need them. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. And it was all lining up exactly with, with what was happening in politics. Like, right. If it wasn't lining up with what with was what was happening in the real world, I might not have even really tuned in that much. Not and not literally tuned into the show, but tuned into what they were doing. But because it was paralleled with alien illegal aliens crossing the border and gun control and all that, I was just like, "This is ridiculous. This is not what I'm tuning in for." And yeah, I was out. Supergirl. Yep. Yeah, I checked out. I, I said, let it go. I, I I know most of us did. Now, obviously, there were enough people there where, what, six seasons worth? But I couldn't go back. I, I could care less. Yeah. So, anyway, that's been kind of CW's MO. So, I will still give them kudos. Superman and Lois has been a great show. I'm going to do a CGC rating of these two episodes in one. Um, this was a solid 8.0. I thoroughly enjoyed what they did with this. They didn't throw all the woke garbage into it. They put together a solid story. The special effects were decent. The history and what they're building in there all makes sense. There was nothing contrived about it. This was solid writing for a TV show. And, you know, they're making the best use with the budget that they've got on it. So I'm doing an 8.0 for, for the two episodes. Keep it up, guys. I, I would like to see this come back for another season because this is good superhero stuff. It's solid. 
Well, as far as I know, it is coming back. And I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I give it an 8.0 as well. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to next week. I don't know how many episodes are left. They haven't done that. There was only two left, so I don't know. But, I mean, we're getting into June. I can't imagine there being that many more. Well, if we're if we're assuming it was a 50-50 split, they had five episodes um, going into the first half and, what, maybe another five. So we're probably yeah. about 70% done maybe. But we've got I haven't seen them, left. you know. Yeah, I didn't see them announce how many. I could imagine 13. 13, when they don't do a full 22 run, they usually go 13. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, anyhow, switching gears, let's talk a little uh, – well, real quick, this isn't a long one, but, man, get hit in the face like like the coyote chasing a roadrunner running into that wall that he painted like a dumbass. Jupiter's Legacy, shit canned, all the cast members released from their contracts. I did not see that coming. Um, I've only talked to one person. Now, I haven't talked to a ton, but everybody I've talked to liked it except for one person. And this person is pretty particular anyhow. So when he said he didn't like it, I wasn't like, oh, that's shocking. You know, so I was really amazed, especially with the ending being such a cliffhanger that they shit canned it. I was very, very surprised. I'm kind of uh, disappointed. Oh, very um, disappointed. Yeah, Courtney I and really, I were talking about season two, and they could do this and do that. You know. Yeah, um, I'm going to say I I thought it was good. We've done a review on it, so you can always go back and check our our review on Jupiter uh, Jupiter's Legacy. We enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't yeah. a home run, but it was a good, solid show. Um, you know, and I'm just looking it up right now. I always love to see Rotten Tomatoes. Um, not that they're the final word, but the critics hated it. They gave it a 38%. So no way. Hollywood's not going to like it. Real? The audience gave it a 72%. So they are dead in line with what you and I rated this show. Um, we both enjoyed it. Um, yeah. You know, for them having to de-age and then age characters, um, you know, some of their, their white hair looked a little funky, and we talked about that. But, I mean, it was a smaller budget uh, show. I think they did a good job and made the most of it. I thought the story was, was enjoyable. It was solid. Um, if this would have been like the third or fourth season, I could have said, yeah. They could have done a little more, but this was the opening salva, the first season. You're getting introduced to the characters. It was a nice journey trying to figure out how did these people get powers and why is everything different? How are their kids affected? I thought they explored that very well throughout uh, throughout the short season. So I was very much looking forward to seeing what was going to happen Um if they were going to continue to follow um, the comics, you know, the, uh, 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 the trades. And um, yeah, this came out of nowhere um, in my mind because we were all expecting a season two. Yeah. So sad news. Um, I guess in the Miller verse, they're going to be doing super crooks, which is another series. And I think super crooks is the only series of, 
of Mark Miller's stuff I did not read, which is shocking in a way because one of my favorite artists, Linnell Francis, you drew it. Um, I don't know, something about it, I guess, maybe when it came out at the time, maybe I was buying too much other stuff. I don't remember, but I, I know for a fact that it reads Super Crooks. Um, so, you know, anyhow, that's that. Let's move on to the big fun stuff. We've got Sandman casting stuff. So Sandman, the movie, or not the movie, but the TV show, they released the casting uh, casting announcement for it. We'll actually show, uh, I'll just click over real fast. So here's the cast for it. Uh, so Kirby Howell Baptiste is, Baptistas, whatever, plays death. And uh, so everybody knows, if you're confused, uh, she likes to go by she and her. Uh, Mason Alexander Park is uh, Desire. Uh, she, oh, I'm sorry, they go by they and them. So they obviously have multiple personality disorder because how can one person go by they or them? That's plural. Donna Preston, Despair, she, her. Razan Jamal, Lita Hall, she, her. Uh, Jolie Richardson, who I absolutely love as an actress, plays Ethel Cripps, she, her. Uh, Nehemiah Walsh is young Ethel Cripps, she, her. She's hot. Just thought I'd throw that in there because, you know, I know you guys like to know what I think of people. Uh, <laughs> David Thewlis is John D. He, him. He's handsome. See? I'm not just talking about the ladies. Uh, Kayo Ra. Dude, that name sounds like she's from Krypton, doesn't it? It is. That would be a Kryptonian name. Uh, she's Rose Walker. She, her. Uh, Pat Oswalt, a stand-up comedian and uh, very avid on Twitter. Modoc. Play, huh? He plays Matthew the Raven. He, him. Yeah, a.k.a. Modoc. <laughs> yep, Modoc. Stephen Fry's Gilbert. He, him. Jenna Coleman is Joanna Constantine. She, her. And Sandra James Young is Unity Kincaid. She, her. I'm so glad that everybody got to show their pronouns because one person had to make sure that they were identified as they, them. Because I know that if this exact same thing was out, and none of those pronouns were below their name, the whole time I looked at this, I would have stayed up. I'm not kidding. I would have stayed up all night trying to figure out how each one of these people identifies. So I'm so glad that everybody's normal except for they, them, who is a schizophrenic because they want to uh, identify as two people. Um but the big blue, the big brouhaha is the casting of Kirby Howell, who, you know, she's new to me. So I don't I don't know what she's done as death, because why do you think there's a brouhaha behind that? Well, gee, um, I remember reading uh, Sandman when it came out and I thought it was quite extraordinary at the at the time. It was so different. And I remember going, huh, you know, I kind of like this. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's, <laughs> it that's is. Usual. It is. I, you know, I like Patton's stand-up work. I'll be honest. I like his stand-up, and I can I can separate the artist from, you know, tweets or whatever. I'll watch his stand-up to this day. But his tweets are just ridiculous with some of the yeah. garbage that he puts out there. So... 
Yeah. Um, Anyhow, so yeah, Kirby Howell, she's cast as death. Now look, let me go back to uh, the original thing I had up. Death was created. Uh, Neil Gaiman and uh, yep, you got it. Got to separate the art from the artist sometimes, especially nowadays. It's true. Um, death was originally inspired by Cinnamon Hadley. She was the inspiration for the character design of Neil Gaiman's Death of the Endless featured in Sandman Comics. She unfortunately passed away in 2018 of cancer. Uh, let's scroll down some more. So here's another quote. Uh, Death is the only major character whose visual visuals didn't spring from me. That credit goes to Mike Dringenberg. He's the artist. In my original Sandman outline, I suggested Death looked like rock star Nico in 1968 with the perfect cheekbones and perfect face she has on the cover of her Chelsea Girl album. Um, now, I admit I'm not familiar with that at all. I don't even know who that is. Uh, but Mike Dringenberg had his own ideas. So he sent me a drawing based on a woman he knew named Sim Cinnamon Hadley, the drawing that was later printed in Sandman 11. And I looked at it and had the immediate reaction of, Wow, that's really cool. Later that day, Dave McKean and I went to dinner uh, in Chelsea, uh, and the waitress who served us was a kind of vision. She was American, had long black hair, was dressed entirely in black, black jeans, T-shirt, etc., wore a big silver uh, on a silver necklace, and she looked exactly like Mike Drinsberg's drawing of death. That is a quote from Neil Gaiman. Okay, so. Fast forward to this casting. Uh, let me see. I want to get these in the right order. So this is from Neil Gaiman when uh, Cinnamon sadly passed away. He said, rest in peace or head off to your next adventure, Cinnamon. You gave death. You gave death of the endless her face and her smile. So, I mean, yeah. that's really not really nice to Neil Gaiman, right? And then uh, let's fast forward to June 2nd, 2021. Uh, that supposedly is interesting. I never met Cinnamon Hadley. She was a friend of artist Mike Dringenberg's and was one of the three friends who modeled death for him. The homage to a dead friend stuff is a weird lie. Death's been black, Chinese, alien, etc. in the comic. I've never read Sandman. Never. Not because it's just not my cup of tea, but I know this much when I've seen people cosplay death, she looks like not my beautiful graphic. She looks like this in the cosplay. When I think of death from the comics, that's who I picture, right? Yep. You know, um, I don't know. I I don't understand Hollywood and casting. And I mean, to me, and this is my opinion, then we'll get yours, Dennis. To me, this is just like playing to a certain, playing, playing, playing to an audience, playing to a small audience, woke BS crap of, uh, you know, if we cast somebody and put her in this because even if they cast a white girl uh white actress they'd have to put her in makeup death isn't white 
she is white. I mean, she is Correct. pasty white. I'm white. Look at me. I don't look like death. Well, I've been told I do. But um, and and who knows? Who knows? Maybe. And I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say I've got two theories. Theory one. This actress will be made up to look like death. Right. But because Neil said in his tweet. She's been, you know, these different races or whatever as well, incarnations as well. I I wouldn't be surprised. This is theory two. This actress changes looks to fit whatever's happening in the story. So they can basically placate everyone. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's possible. Um you know, my my issue with all of this, it it was the same issue I had when Doctor Strange, when the Ancient One got cast at, with Tilda. And I love her as an actress. I do. And I was like, but that's a hell of a choice to depart. Hollywood, and it doesn't matter if it's big screen or small screen, they now feel that they have to gender bend, racial bend, change every character the way they were. Now, if that's your prerogative if you're creating it, and that's great, you know. My issue is if, if I'm the person making this, the reason why people are going to want to spend money or spend their days and hours watching this, people aren't going to tune in death for, you know, Sandman for the sake of Sandman. Oh, I've never heard of Sandman. Let's just watch it. It's going to be all of the fans from all of the years that have thoroughly enjoyed what they've done with the different series. So would it not behoove you to try and cast somebody that you think would fit the part really, really well? And there's so many reasons and so many examples of it that's going on right now. Um, you know, when, when they picked Brie Larson for Captain Marvel, definitely wasn't my favorite pick. But I didn't think I was going to hate it until she started opening her mouth and saying stupid stuff continuously. You know, but but just with the Brie Larson thing, just going from a visual standpoint, she Kurt, at least looked Kurt, the part. Right. Kurt, Captain Marvel, white blonde woman, Brie Larson cast. Right. And that's yep. that's more of a new trend. Anyhow, she was Miss Marvel. She just became Captain Marvel within the past decade or so. Yes. Death has been around for 30 years. Yes. You know, and like you said, to me, this is really shitting on the fans. You know, it, it is. Well, and then when, when fans brought it up, but they all the tweets that I saw, the fans were very respectful and they questioned it. And then Neil kind of went off and you know, basically shit on the fans. And again, it's it's like everything else right now. It's what we just went through with three movies of Star Wars. Just because you question something, you're suddenly racist, homophobic, xenophobic. Um, you're Hitler. You're a Nazi. All because you disagree with what they're doing. Well, so look at this. On screen, this is from Neil Gaiman in February 2020. So we're only talking a year and a couple months ago. Yep. In death. Her image will likely cement that particular version of death, the character, as the one most probably to be used in any future adaptation in other media. 
Correct. And certainly the Goths would be disappointed otherwise. He wrote, Cinnamon was one of the nicest people I've ever known. Everyone took an immediate liking toward her. Yes. And then you fast forward to this 20, June 2nd, 2021 tripe where he's like, oh, death has been other things. It doesn't matter, which is basically him going, oh, wait, I'm getting this nice big check from Netflix. Oh, death can be anything you want. You know, yep. it's, it's like it's like the black Superman thing. Right. Shit, if there's a black Superman, as long as it's not Clark Kent. It's all about the money. Netflix walked up and said, here's some hundred dollar bills there, Neil. And oh yeah, do whatever you want. He's he's placating. And you know, he was always the type of a person that I would have assumed would have stuck to his guns about oh, his Moore. creation. Right. Exactly what I was thinking. Alan Moore, you know, and obviously we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but but you look at Watchmen and Alan Moore wants nothing to do with it. They tried right. cutting him a check for the movie, and he was like, keep it. I don't want it. Yep. You know, it's not mine. It's not my Watchmen. Yeah. He's like, no. And, you know, in DC was basically like, look, after, you know, once we stop printing it, it all revert back to you. And that's why DC puts out Watchmen stuff on the regular, because Correct. as long as they do that, it doesn't go back to Alan. And it is. It's just a two-faced thing. It's this stupid effing casting, because I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet if Neil Gaiman stood his ground and said, um, you know, said, look, you cast this character and I want this character to look like she looks in the comics. You do that. I bet they would have done it. I bet they would have done it. She is the focal point of the series. So from his perspective, you should want it to succeed, which means you want it to appeal to as big of and broad of an audience as you can possibly get. But no, we're not going to do that. We are going to go a completely different way and pander to a small minority. So I'm just going to say it this way. You can agree or disagree with me, and that's cool. That's why we're here. We all don't agree on things. It, when I heard Sandman was coming out, I'm like, wow, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with this. This will be cool. I can't wait to see her on the screen. And yep. I've already had pictured what she was going to look like because it, it, she is so iconic. And they've so, yes, now with all of the shit going down and all of the name pointing and all of the garbage that's going on, I'm already done with it. I don't give a crap anymore. I will not watch it and I won't be reviewing it because I'm already done with it. They've already lost me as a fan. And Neil, if you ever see this, you got to take the brunt of, uh, of this one. You should have stood your ground unless you didn't really care. And that means us fans actually care more. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got to stay in the ground. Um, I, like I said, I stand by, I think if he said, I want it done this way. They would have done it. I just see this once again uh, because of what happened over the past year, you know, the that they're basically placating and stuff. And, you know, I just it's just it's just dumb. It's it's just dumb. And it doesn't need to be if they would have cast death 
the proper way to make her look like she is in the comics, I'm willing to bet they're, uh, I don't trust any film adaptation. Exactly. Um, I'm willing to bet there wouldn't have been a big hubba baloo made about, there, there wouldn't have been any outcry going, oh my God, they're making her look like she looks exactly like she does in the comics. What are they doing? They can't do that. They need to totally change her. There wouldn't have been any of that. Nope. No, and I would have watched it because I would. I really wanted to see what they were going to do. I mean, yeah. it could turn out to be a great show. It could be a, a pile of steaming crap. We don't know. But the point is, I was definitely going to give it a go. I really wanted to see it. But after seeing what has been said and what the reaction is, you know what? Screw you guys. I don't need this shit in my life. There's too many good things that are that are out there. Exactly. And here's the here's the last point for me. Like I said, I never read the books, right? Never read them. But I know who death is. And I think I actually read a death one shot that Chris Pacello did because Chris drew it. Anyhow, my point is this. I would have watched this show. Yep. Because I know who death is in the books. So you're literally taking a person like me who's never read anything and watched the show and then from the show, and I've done this before, I would have, if I liked it, I might've went back and bought a trade paperback of the source material to read it. Now that's anecdotal because it's just me, but let's think big picture. There's gotta be more than just me out there that are in common with me that have never read it, but know who death is that would have tuned in that might've went back and bought the books. Now you're taking that, that segment and you're going, you lost them. Yep. Now here's the funny thing. I got rid of a lot of my DC books. So I used to own the death and uh, the Sandman series death, you know, the offshoots. Um, And I got rid of it when I got rid of a lot of my DC stuff. But if this would have been a really good series, I could see me, you know me, I'd be like, dude, that's cool. I'm pissed that I got rid of it. I have to go pick up the trades now because I would have, you yeah. know, but you're right. Same thing. I, I am right there with hyper Kaiju. All of these adaptations right now, I'm just kind of done with, you know, because they're, they're not willing to, if they were good material in the first place, why not stick to the basis of the good material? Because that's where your fan base is. And that's who's going to spend the money. If the material is so damn popular that it's got a TV show or a movie, why are you changing it? What's that old saying? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I never even knew Amazon had a Conan series. Yep, I'm right there with you. I am glad because it would have it would have been crap because they they cast somebody or no? What did they cast somebody for Conan or no? No, Uh, at least not that I had seen. But that was supposed to be in the works. The problem right now is you've got Amazon and you've got Netflix. And then you've got now Paramount Plus, you've got Disney Plus. So you've got all of these new, and we now can call them content creators. Because unlike Netflix originally, you know, they were just there, got the license and showed other people's material. The problem is now you've got an entire group of, of executives. 
and and special people on the boards. Former President Obama, you know, he's on the board of Netflix. They all set the policy. We need to show these things. We need to do these things. I think we need to go this route. And we're seeing it across the board from all of these platforms. So yeah. the problem is if they keep putting out garbage, for example, Susie last night, you know what we watched? Army of the Dead. Now, we've already reviewed Army of the Dead. Right. But Susie didn't want to watch it because she was busy with her K-dramas. So she goes, I want to watch it. Now I'm like, yeah, yeah, we watched it. It was okay. I don't think it's really worth another two and a half hours of my life. But she insisted. So we watched it again. And honestly, I liked it less the second time that I saw it. She goes, wow, I finished it. She goes, I thought this was going to be good. She goes, this was kind of a waste of my time. I'm like, I told you. It kind of was, but that is what Netflix does. You know, they, uh, anyway, I don't want to rant because it's just frustrating. So we just got to pick and choose. And that's why we go to see good movies like A Quiet Place 2, because that I don't mind spending my money on because it's original, well thought out. And it's a good movie without any, um, anything planted on the inside of it. Yep. All right. Well, guys, uh, we're rolling into the weekend. That is our show for this uh, Friday. Uh, I'm tapping off my beer. Dennis, you done? Yep, I am done. Everybody, Mm -hmm. if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe to the Dennis and Andy show. Hit the like button. We love comments, but we definitely want you guys to come back. We typically do three shows. Our, Our Monday show is many times an interview show. Our Wednesday is oh, yeah. new comics so, and great stuff. So What's Monday, that? I've talked to somebody. I, It's not a firm commitment because of uh, other scheduling stuff with them. Yeah, we've been. I'm not going to drop who it is. So hopefully we'll have this guest on Monday. If we don't, Dennis and I will just come on here and talk comics and crap. Uh, More, mainly comics. Not. Crap isn't very exciting. Exactly. So hopefully we'll have this guest. Um, if not, we'll, we'll see, you'll know come Sunday. Cause that's when I'll get the promo going. Yes. So, I was going to uh, say, I just uploaded, I, I just did a full, uh, hashtag full review of the chariot miniseries from AW, uh, AWA, the upshot comics. So I just uploaded the full review of that. I'm going to be doing moths tonight. I did a quick flip of it and now I'm going to be doing, um, uh, the full review of uh, of that one yet tonight. I like it. Come for the comics, stay for the crap. I bring the crap, Dennis brings the comics. That's um, usually the way it works. Exactly. So until next time, guys, uh, we will catch you later. And uh, until next time, bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.